to the Mental More Mindset Podcast. I'm Yaa. As a peak performance coach and lifestyle architect, I help women who are ready to reach their next level, eliminate negative self-talk and break through what's been holding them back so they can have clarity, confidence and prosperity in their career and lifestyle. This podcast is to empower you with a Mental More Mindset and help you reach your next level so you can uncover your purpose, reclaim your power and reach your potential. This means no longer living by default but dreaming big and pushing yourself to be, do and have more. I want everyone to know that change is possible, that you are not alone, and there is an alternative way forward, because when you change your mind, it will change your life. Hi everyone, so welcome to today's episode, and today we have the lovely Jo Darko. So Jo, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Joe Darko. Um, I run Sort and Style predominantly. It's an interior solutions business. So it's your design elements, but also I have um, a shop where which allows me to like run crazy with all my kind of want to do stuff, all the things that I like to create when I'm not doing stuff for other people and also commissions. So it's, it's things like upcycled furniture and um, coasters you know I like to repurpose things so that's what you'll find in the shop and um yeah that's basically me in a nutshell I love it so tell us something about you an interesting fact about yourself that most people don't know um I think an interesting fact about me is probably the fact that I'm I guess it's probably what it's a word that's bandied around a lot now I'm quite introverted even though those who know me know I'm like really out there but you know like I'm okay to speak to people but I do like to just spend a lot of time by myself I'm starting to worry about me I'm not sure (laughs) quite thin or but um yeah and actually before I did and styled I tried my hand actually before that I tried my hand at um, a little cake business and it was called Jojo's Cakey Bakey oh. <laughs> I love that name oh wow so um we're gonna go back a bit and I want to yeah. I want you to tell us a little bit about your professional journey and how yeah. you got to where you are now so I my first professional journey I guess was kind of standard if you like I did the whole obviously education into work um I guess my thoughts about work were somewhat unrealistic because I was at university around the time when Sex in the City came out so very <laughs> delusional <laughs> thought of like I was going to go finish university I think me and all my friends thought this we finished university we're all going to obviously live in central London because it's so cheap <laughs> the way looked, the way they used to make it look in Sex and the yeah. City, like you know, they all lived in like the city, and then we'd all go off to work for a bit, and then meet up after work. Yeah, reality hit and hit hard. It's like, no, you're going to go back home. You're going to commute into work on the train like everybody else, and you're going to be spending ages writing lots of applications for that dream job. So I actually ended up working in TFL for mm. three years started off as a three month temp job that ended up being like three and a half years met some lovely yeah. people there it was actually really good in the sense that it helped to focus my mind on 
what I wanted because I had this thing I did an entertainment industry management degree and I was like I really want to work in events and I you know split the events you know award ceremony that that sort of thing and it was around those that time that I kind of started thinking being around all those people and all that kind of hustle and bustle and that kind of cutthroat environment doesn't actually appeal to me so I then left but I never lost sight of like kind of wanting to work, work in events and mm-hmm. all the like kind of older people who are there kept saying to me don't get stuck here don't get stuck here we've got stuck here go after mm-hmm. what you want so I finally found a job in exhibitions I went off and did that for like a year I was like uh-uh, no what do I want to do and then ended up working for the financial services authority or the FCA as they're known now because my favorite subjects at school had been math so I had toyed with like something financial thought mm, can't do this all the time and then I set up, found my first training job which was the upside you know making all the training courses happen globally for a telecoms and data comms company and I was like I like this mm. it's varied I was in a tiny company uh, in a basement office and I think that appealed to the hermit in me of like just being hidden away and then from there I worked for different training companies to eventually 2015 16 I finally made the leap to work for myself Mm. which has been and I started off with a VA business and I was just like what am I going to do let me just offer everything I've ever done um and again that was a journey for me to discover what I enjoyed didn't enjoy what I wanted to do and at the back had always been this love of interiors and property and wanting to get involved in some way and it started off with a little bit of upcycling and then slowly especially in the last kind of 18 months just kind of just being a bit more brave to be like I, I can design and I love design and I want to help people create environments that support them and here we are. Wow that's amazing so what what gets what motivates you and gets you up in the morning to go to work because when you work for yourself I know that a lot of it you have to motivate yourself and you have to maintain your own momentum so what how what do you do in order to be able to keep that up um I'm I am a bit a routine person I do actually like my routine whilst uh, being able to do lots of different things and have variety but um generally it's that thing of um just discovery I've always been really inquisitive and I love to learn so Mm. if I start something you start when you start something you learn something else you're always discovering especially if you're always interested to learn more about something which in a way is almost my problem because when I find out how to do one thing I then want to know oh well what's this other thing and you know what's this other thing so it's always this something new that I want to learn or try or whatever it is and it's, it's that desire I guess that makes helps me get out of bed and makes me just want to you know keep going and keep growing in whatever it is that I'm doing I I, I like variety 
And I think in order, and it's, but you also, at the core of it, you have to have stability and order and discipline. You know, don't get me wrong, there are days where I honestly just think, sod this, I just want to yeah. go back to bed, you know. But I think also I've got in speaking habits, making my bed every day, every morning as a thing. I almost, once I've done that, I feel like, well, it's not time to get back into it. So yeah. that kind of forces me to just stay out of my bed and just crack on with the day. Yeah. No, I think that's that's so, like, interesting because it's so true. Once you make your bed, you're not going to get back into it until the evening. So even though it's a really simple trick if you will it's like yeah. a great way to 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 trick yourself into saying okay I've got to stay up for the for the rest of the day um exactly. earlier you spoke about how like you had you basically you've had like it sounds like you've had like three or four different careers in to get to where yeah. you are now so what what kept you like going and trying different things because most people will try one or two things it isn't working out they either settle into a job they dislike or they just kind of give up on themselves? Um, yes, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been times where it's just been like, what am I doing? Oh God, everything's terrible. I failed. And then I guess it's a combination of that desire to learn, being inquisitive, and also just being pig-headed and stubborn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just kind of like, no, no, not having this not having this and um just you wallow for a bit or at least I do and then you just kind of go right well this is a bit boring I need something something else to to do and that eventually leads me on to something else but it's just ultimately just doing something I enjoy so when I'm feeling a bit lost and a bit kind of where do I go next then I'll just start I've learned to just stop take a seat and just do nothing by doing stuff that I like and mm-hmm. stuff that I enjoy because I found that plowing with the head with something and going and going and going and going at it you just can't see the woods for the trees and sometimes just take a step back I know it sounds really cliche but they take a step back some people might think taking a step back is um just sitting and doing nothing or you know stepping away completely from that thing it could be that thing you know like recently I did an upcycle project for a friend just for the sake of it because I haven't been doing that that much and it was just like a revelation it was like and it remind it took me back to like focus my mind because it can be very easy to get lost with all the stuff day to day yeah. life if you you know working as well as doing what you want to do so if it's not if you're not doing what you want to do the main the main time is not your you know your main income or whatever it is you mm-hmm. can get swept away by the drudgeries or the you know responsibilities of your day job if you like and it's just reconnecting and refocusing and just not kind of beating yourself up about whatever it is and sometimes just go with the flow yeah so yeah I think that's really good so talking about going with the flow how do you maintain flow working from somebody else as opposed to working for yourself because I think that's a that's something that comes up for a lot of people yeah I mean I was very fortunate in a way 
in terms of I know like last year obviously was terrible for everybody mm-hmm. and lots of people got thrown into working from home for instance yes which, was, uh, which I've been doing I actually realized I started doing 11 years ago mm. um because just it, it was a snow day <laughs> you know it was one of those mm. that's gonna snow no it's not oh it snowed I can't get to work um and my boss going you have a computer you have internet you can log in and I was like oh there goes my my day off my duvet day <laughs> but you know and but then because we realized that it was possible and you know the world didn't end it became a thing where every now and then I worked from home you know mm-hmm. one day a week and you know for a period and then I went into other jobs and my last employed job um before I became self-employed contractually I had to work from home two days a week so mm-hmm. therefore I was in the habit and the discipline of you know getting up sitting on my desk and that's one thing I've always done I've always worked from a desk I haven't done this you know the, the, what people think working from home is which is being in my pajamas all day I get up I treat it like a normal day and so I've had that discipline of working for myself and knowing you know this time is for work and this is what I do and mm-hmm. then when I'm working for somebody else it's it's basically the same thing because if not more because when you're working for yourself like you say it's all down on you there's no one if you don't do it you're not going to make any money hard as it is and that that is essentially a big drive to just get on with it that's very very true and I also want to ask you what is your what drives you what's your why what's my why um before it was just discovery it was just I was just kind of like what do I want to do I've never really had this thing of I just want to do this one I I just want to be a doctor you know I know people Mm -hmm. are like that I've always kind of like oh I want to do this oh I want to do that and I always felt like that was there was something wrong with me if you like for not having Mm -hmm. this one path that I wanted to follow becoming self-employed was a revelation that hold on there isn't this one path that we are told you go to school you you know you get your education a degree if you go that far you then get a job and you stay in it forever and a day because I think that's become almost obsolete you don't have to just fit the mold it's up to you to find what your mold is you know and if it's multidisciplinary or multifaceted that's okay and Mm -hmm. therefore I think that's what is my drive because it's just following my interests it's just following the ways in which I can find fulfillment but also I find that when I'm helping other people whether it's designing a space or creating some coasters that people have bought or whether I'm organizing a training session it's that thing of helping someone achieving something a bigger outcome just that rather than just filling my time yeah and that's true because then it kind of it's kind of like your way of creating a legacy so this is something that will be will be still there as a result of something that you did yeah exactly and I think and then also as I've gotten older I, I don't have children as yet but I have godchildren, I have my friends' children, and 
you know, at one point, I was, um, I had a workshop in my friend's garage, bless her, and she's um, the mother to my goddaughter, and my goddaughter was about four at the time, and she loved to come in, like, Auntie Jo, can I help you? And she wants to paint something. She wants to, Emma. It, it dawned on me that that could have a mass, those times of her being in the garage with me, painting something or helping me, <laughs> um, more likely causing me heart attack, um, but, <laughs> you know, helping me could have a profound effect on her life and what she feels she's capable of mm. and is able to do. And that she will realise that it isn't this very you know kind of narrow pathway for her and there's so much open to her you know and in this day and age in this world we live in of so many you know inequities and you know gender pay gap and this discriminates that discrimination. as a girl for instance it's important for her to know that she's not limited as a girl to be doing something mechanical you know you know something industrial whatever it is if that's what she wants to do it's not yeah. what she's been told or those gender norms that are perpetuated towards her that she has to go towards so again it's not just about me it's about the ways in which I could possibly impact the next generation sometimes without even intending to or knowing that I am yeah so it just sounds like a lot of what you do in terms of your work, whatever the field is, the underpinning of it sounds like service is yeah. is the kind of thing that holds it all up. So where does that come from for you and why is it so important to you? Um, do you know what? I, my default setting is generally like, how can I help? Mm-hmm. As I've, I, I've realised, I, I don't know, I, I, I guess. I like it when people help me, which is ironic because I'm actually terrible at asking for help. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I like the idea, you know, it's nice if someone offers to help you, you know. Yeah. And um, also, I kind of think, well, if I know something, why not share it? Or yeah. if I can do something, why not help? And it's just, there's no thought to it. It's just the way it is. And um, that's, I guess when I look back, yes, it has just driven a lot of the stuff I do is service-based. Yeah, that's that's really, really good. So in terms of, so when you are able to ask for and receive help, what do you think um, are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Um, I think con- speak, talking to people, connections, I... Not, I'm not a big fan of networking in the use. I, I went hell for leather at it when I became self-employed shortly after because it was kind of, that's what you should do. You should go to all these networking events. And I found it exhausting. And I, I think I just like didn't do myself any favours. I should have paced myself a bit better. But just having conversations with people, you can learn so much from people just from talking to them, i.e. while you're doing this podcast. And, um, <laughs> you know, those things. And when you ask someone, they kind of go, I know this person who can do it, or have you tried this? Sometimes it's just when you brainstorm with someone, or not even brainstorm, just have a conversation with someone, and they say, well, have you thought of this? Or, oh, that's great.
right, maybe you could do X. And it helps you more than you realise. Yeah. That rather than kind of just thinking, oh, okay, I better go and follow this formula or do this or do the other. And also it's um trial and try and error, just try things. Yeah, it's true. Going back to being able to ask for help, like you say, things that you don't even think of come up, things that you don't even, like you hadn't even, there'll be like somebody will be like, oh, I know somebody who does. And so you're like, oh, okay, cool. Let me go and speak to that person. And I think that then change can change the whole trajectory. Yeah, I can't say the word trajectory <laughs> of where of where you would have gone otherwise because you you were thinking in a box probably like this big and yeah. now the box is limitless so exactly and I think sometimes also when you talk to someone just conversationally you know um and they say well actually I I, I can do this or I know someone who can do that or have you thought of this you might be thinking about it, thinking, well, this, this is a long shot, I, or I don't know I can do this, or just looking at it in a very limited way. And mm-hmm. then that person puts these options in front of you and suddenly it's fun, like, actually, there I was thinking this thing's huge and insurmountable, and actually it's possibly quite simple and I can do it. Wow. Because there's this and this available to me. Yeah. So can you give me an example of somewhere where that's happened for you? Um, probably, I remember the, the whole um, upcycling thing or the interiors thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of just thought, well, you know, I don't have the space to do what I need to do. I don't have this. I don't have that. And at the time, Sort and Style actually came about because I knew somebody through networking. So I was doing my VA business met um somebody else who had a removals and clearance business well you know he was getting stuff all the time which was like brilliant I don't have to go trawling around I put something out to him and kind of said what do you think he was like yeah let's do this and my friend was like oh hun um don't know if it's any good but my garage do you want you know you could maybe work out there Mm. and her garage the previous owner had been really handy and already had a workbench built in it and yeah. had power and it was kind of like oh okay all right then so, so I've got space so I've got somebody who's willing to like even get me items so um what other objections can I now come up with as to why I can't do this <laughs> so so speaking of that, objections, I think that's a good one because we oftentimes we do have the resources or we're more resourceful than we think, but we stop ourselves with with our mindset, like the way we think about things. Oh, I can't do this because essentially yeah. it's not perfect yet. So how did you oh, overcome? Yeah. Did you have any of those? And if you oh, did, how did you overcome them? I now I, I now describe myself as a recovering perfectionist. Um, recovering because. It was like even an example, like when I bought my last face, no one saw it till it was ready. Because I was just like, no, no, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be like, ta-da, you know, and even, and this is how ridiculous it was. So in the bathroom, I'd got this, I got this um, toilet brush holder, which was all like mosaics and stuff. 
and I wanted to tie it in with the light pole and it wasn't up yet so no it wasn't ready for people to come and it was kind of like Helena will you have a word with yourself no one knows that it's supposed to be this light pole no Mm -hmm. one cares Mm -hmm. you know it was like this but it was like kind of like I had to get every last thing ready before people were allowed to come around and it was like just stop being ridiculous and it wasn't like all the furniture was it it was all redecorated everything like that was important was done but I was like it's not ready and I've done that a lot and now it's just like that whole thing of done is better than perfect yes so thought this love was nowhere near it's still an ongoing process you know changing from this like the first website was horrendous <laughs> you know um and stuff you know um like I said at one point it's gone from painting stuff over the bath to being in my friend's garage to being in a studio to currently being studio less um but still just persevering and it, it's like oh no I can't do this because of this and it's like well why not why not yeah. So what created that why not for you to get to go from being a perfectionist to becoming a perfectionist and to do it in recovery to now being able to say why not? Um, Age. I got bored of myself. (laughs) To be honest, I got bored. And also it's that one of the good things about social media and technology and this kind of connectivity that we have is that you see so much and I was inspired by people who were doing things that I would I would just be like horrified to put out into the world because I'd be like that is not even halfway ready and they were just doing their thing and it was like this admiration of like wow it just it just it's like it doesn't matter that it's partially done doesn't matter that it's no wind near completed it doesn't matter that it's not perfect you're just doing it you know people are jumping on you know instagram stories literally rolling having rolled out of bed i'd be like that would just cause me anxiety yeah i'm like okay my hair doesn't look perfect it's still not gonna be a (laughs) I just literally opened my eyes (laughs) hi that's not Mm -hmm. that's not gonna happen but it's also not gonna be like I've got to go and spend the whole day at the hairdressers and get my hair did and you know all this stuff before I do it because it's like getting on camera this when you asked me my initial thought was hell no What changed your mind? (laughs) So what changed your mind? What what made you go from hell no to okay? (laughs) It was but do you know what? That hell no to the yes was Mm. a matter of seconds. Wow. Last because last July about that Mm -hmm. time. There was no literally no signs of me on my like Instagram, social media, etc. And I was talking mm-hmm. to a friend of mine, um, someone I'd only recently become, you know, acquainted with. And we were talking about, you know, kind of being more um, visible. That's the, mm-hmm. 
like, are you mad? But she said, so, look, in this day and age, it's like that phrase, it's yesterday's, um, today's newspaper, tomorrow's, like, tip paper or whatever yeah, the yeah. phrase is. Well, but she said, in this day and age, things move so fast that you'll be forgotten in a couple of hours. And I was like, one hand, I was like, what do you mean? I'm <laughs> really memorable. Don't, don't say that. Um, yeah. I just kind of thought, yeah, you know, I no one's going to be sitting there. Well, if they are, that's their business. But they're not going to be sitting there dissecting a picture of me or a video of me that I put up because something else is going to come up so fast yeah. that it's going to be forgotten. So it spurred me on to, like, put a picture up and then I did a story and then I did some videos to a point where I even did a reel with me dancing and my friend going to it another friend going oh my god like who are you um it's still not my favorite thing to do and so mm-hmm. and the thought of a podcast I was like but I listen to other people's doing podcasts like no but it was literally that thing of the voice kicks in now and was just like, yeah, so you're uncomfortable to do it. And I just it was just this kind of, hell no, okay, I'll do it. No, I can't get out of it, done. Yeah, yeah no, I think that, I think that's just, because that's the cycle that, I, I definitely go through that all the time, but it's a cycle that so many people go through and that they stop at the the no. And they never push themselves beyond the uncomfortable. But that's where there's um there's a quote that I've been hearing a lot lately that I really, really love. I should say I've been using a lot too. Um, it's um your your treasure is on the other side of your fear. I think it's so what you're saying is so powerful because it's that thing of being able to push past whatever your fear is or apprehension is, or the thing that causes you to hesitate to be able to get to a place where you're able to not only provide your own treasure, but help other people get theirs. Um, exactly. And it's that thing of, you know, I, I make no qualms. If I had my way, would I do social media? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's just being honest. Not because I like, I mean, I, I love like seeing you and my other friends and like following stuff, but it's just like coming, I just want to do if you know if you know what yeah. I mean um and not just be worried about oh did I take the before and did I do this and did I do the other mm. but I see the value in it and I'm you know and once you know even just 18 months ago it would be very easy for me to go oh I didn't post this week oh well I'll do it next week and next week can become a month two months whereas now it's probably at best a week and even then I, I I made the thing of showing up on my stories if you like and just being there in some way or form engaging etc even though because it's that thing of in order to get somewhere you've got to do these things it's you know yeah. if, if, it, if it's possible to bypass if it was possible to bypass all this stuff, we we there'd be no need for like mindset and all that stuff. Everyone'd be absolutely living at optimum, you know, yeah, performance or capability, and everyone yeah. would be hunky dory. 
Yeah. So, and that's, and that's really, really true. So my next question is going to be for you is what scares you? What scares me? Um, Everything. Mm. (laughs) Everything. Thank you for your honesty. Um, (laughs) It's, 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 like I said, as somebody who just likes to make everything perfect or at least try to, it's this thing of, oh, God, what if this happens, or what if it all goes wrong, or what if? But ultimately, it, I guess now it's what if I didn't? What if I could have done it? Why didn't I try? I am capable. It's it's an everyday struggle of yeah, you know, life would be easier, but but then I know I wouldn't be satisfied with life would be easier because if I were I'd already be quite happily I would have stayed employed I would have gone through the motions and I know it's Mm. not for me so it's that case of well what can I do what you know let me just let me at least have a look let me at least put my toe out and see what happens rather than not try at all so I guess essentially it's not it's not trying not trying is what scares me wow that's so big so in response to that the other the flip side of that is what excites you most about the next 12 months everything <laughs> everything scares <laughs> me everything excites me <laughs> oh, that's, that's the perfect balance actually why does everything excite you about the next 12 months because it's a, I, I, I'm one of these people, I very much kind of this thing, this thing, I just keep going. And then I, I, and I always think I haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I haven't achieved anything. Oh, this doesn't matter. But when I stopped long enough and I think, oh, this time last year I couldn't do X. This time last year I didn't know how to do Y. This time last year I'd never done this or whatever it is, whether it's massive to me, to whoever, or mm-hmm. small, it's that thing of, actually, I've achieved more than I realised I had, mm-hmm. and I've learnt more than I realised I had, and so in the next year, I could achieve so much, or I could learn so much, or, you know, that i yeah, it, I, that excites me to think, what can I look back on in a year and be like, oh, I did this. Oh, man, I learned that. Oh, I created this. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's just the, the unknown, the possibilities. Oh, I love that. So how do you, how do you manage to fit it all in? And have you ever felt like you couldn't do it all? I got told recently that I'm really fast <laughs> and I never thought about it that way I just figured well if I've got something to do I just crack on I do there I mean obviously I, I I have that thing you know that thing where the thing you really don't want to do and you kind of like I'll do it later and that's yeah. always really good to help for getting you to do all the other things you do want to do yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and stuff but it's um also knowing that it's okay to say no mm. which has been a big revelation 
as somebody who would be like, yeah, I have to do everything. Well, mm. do I want to do it? And yeah. there's lots of things I recite to myself. Do I want to do it? Can I be bothered to do it? Is it worth me doing it? Wow. You know, and then it's one because there's no point being busy for busy for the sake of being busy. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to, because if I'm doing something, I want to do it properly. So there's no point. Yes, you're going to, there's times where you've got to be busy, you're going to be busy. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be every day, all day. And so mm-hmm. it's learning balance, as cliched as it sounds, that um, I used to pride myself on the fact that I don't take time off unless I've got something booked. You know, I've got the weekend. When I used to work, like my bosses used to say to me, you go, I had one boss who was just like, are you going to take any time off? You've got loads of holiday. Now, it worked in my favour because when I was planning on leaving I was looking for a job so when I got a job he got like three days notice and I was gone (laughs) (laughs) um but I just kind of thought well you know I I have a rule I don't work my birthday and Chris between Christmas and New Year but generally Mm -hmm. I never work on that thing of oh I'm gonna take you know I've got four weeks holiday and I'm gonna take it here there and everywhere and now I'm just kind of like, that's not exactly a great thing, mm-hmm. is it? So to fit everything in, you've got to also have times where there's nothing to fit in. Yeah. That's 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 actually such a good point because we don't we oftentimes don't think of it like that. Like you said, social media is a great tool, but it's also can be something that you end up being comparing yourself to oh so-and-so looks to be doing this so-and-so looks to be doing that so I should be doing that as opposed to actually recognizing what what is it that I can do you know what is it that you know and doing that because like you said you'll get so much more done than you than you imagined by just focusing on what what it is that you can do right and I've you know I've also learned to recognize that if I'm just sometimes just just hit the wall kind of Mm -hmm. you know whether it's because of the weather's changed or you know you just don't feel like it as much as yeah you know you've obviously got to honor any deadlines and yeah you know responsibilities and obligations that you have Mm -hmm. but then don't like punish yourself to do this that and the other just as much as you must motivate yourself to not just be like oh I don't feel like I'm going to stay in bed for the next month um also don't be like well I can't not you know do this even if it's just sometimes if you just have an afternoon where you're saying yeah yeah I agree I totally (laughs) agree so the next one's a bit of a tough one um or maybe not we'll see so what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it my biggest failure um Mm -hmm. well is there such a thing as failure me, I'm not it? that profound. I'm not really not that profound. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm not that enlightened, not even remotely, you know. Um, I would, well, the thing is, it's when I finish my last full time employed kind of, I guess, career job, I felt like that was a failure. I felt like oh, you know, this This is how life is supposed to be. You know, why, 
why you know I should I should have a a job a proper job a career you know follow the ladder and that's it you know till I retire mm-hmm. now I'm like thank god thanks the universe thank whoever it is mm-hmm. because there's this whole world that we don't you don't realize is out there if you follow that path mm-hmm. there's all these people that you meet because you don't do that you know you're not just mm-hmm. in that bubble you know of the rat race if you like um now I know that landscape is changing is changing but I haven't been part of it for <laughs> quite a number of years mm-hmm. and then it was kind of deciding I don't want to do my VA business that's not what I want to do mm-hmm. it was kind of like but this is what people know me to be doing and I was boxing myself in mm-hmm. because that's what society likes to do like so, you know what do you do we ask people yeah. a lot of the time what do you do like this is the be all and end all of somebody yeah. what they do for a living but that's only a part of who they are and if someone does several things for a living whose business is it you're not taking care of them so long as you know mm-hmm. and they're happy and whoever they're they're doing it for is happy then there's no need to kind of cause that so I guess those were my two biggest working failures but now I look at them and I think could be worse yeah and you learned so much from it you learned the beauty of people and networking and and network and not networking yeah. in the sense that you spoke about earlier but networking in the sense that creating support systems that able yeah. for you to be able to say I want to do an upcycling create an upcycling business and your friend offers you her garage exactly you know and um just kind of by not yeah you know, I kind of thought oh well I can run both and I should run both and what if this and what if that but essentially it's not you know there's lots of people just because you start a business and it doesn't work or or let's put it another way um you start something and then you actually find it's not for you it's actually mm-hmm. good because how would you have known it's not for you if you hadn't started Exactly, exactly. For a woman who wants to go to her next level but isn't sure where to start, what advice would you give her? Just do it. <laughs> this is not sponsored by Nike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, sometimes you can be in your own head too much. As someone who spends a lot of time by choice alone, um, yeah. I have my my staff meeting with myself I have my board meeting with myself I have like it's very easy to just kind of just be in your own head I guess and it's that have a conversation with someone sometimes yes you don't need to tell the whole world what you want to do but it's always good to have someone or some people that you can just you know kind of run things by I think generally they just talk to someone someone they trust they can get a different perspective, like we're saying in the beginning, you know, because when you want to do something, it can seem really big. Mm-hmm. 
and the best way to do it is to like break it down so by speaking to someone they could like you know like my friend said you can use my garage that somebody (laughs) might be able to help you get to that start the process to get into that next level if you just talk to them yeah that's really really good thank you what gives you a mental more mindset um I I I thinking about this I don't I think it's just that thing of being inquisitive always being curious and always Mm -hmm. wanting to learn I think if you don't have any like if you're not curious about anything then you won't learn anything or find out more or realize there's more do you know what I mean because Mm -hmm. if you're just like oh well this is the way it is you don't ask questions and there's somebody I've been told like from literally (laughs) when I could speak I was that kid who was like why and I I am very much a why well why is this happening why is that what if I go here what if you do this whatever and I think if you have that kind of way of being then it's 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 kind of impossible not to have a mental more mindset you know because you you keep learning you keep discovering and then you realize there's more and so you want more yeah oh thank you joe that's really really that's really really good and i want to acknowledge you really for your curiosity for your vulnerability for just being you and just willing to try something different and step outside of the box of comfortability to do and be and grow into the woman that you are today and I think that's what motivates and um, inspires so many people around you because you do that you you kind of say and not only do you do that you do that and then you allow people to kind of get onto your back and say look I can help you too and I can and I can um reach out and and pull you up and and show you how I did it or show you that somebody else who may be able to help you do it better um and so for that I think it's it's phenomenal that even though you say you're an introvert you're somebody who has created such a great network of of people and such and is such a great helper and learner and because of that you're always willing to share and have so much information to share and help and so for that I just want to to say thank you for for being you oh thank you you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) and so before we um we go I just want to um ask where can our listeners connect with you online well um I am, despite not being the biggest fan, I tend to be on Instagram the most. I do find it quite conversational and uh, yeah, you can hop in there, send me some DMs. Um, that's where I, there is a website, Thought and Style, that's S-O-U-G-H-T and styled.com and also Facebook, but yeah, mostly on Instagram. So on Instagram, it's Thought and Style. the letter N, Styled thought brilliant yeah. thank you so much oh thank, thank you, you so much me. thank you for um for being here uh, and oh. thank you for all the wonderful gems that you shared no worries and I can I, I see I'm done now I don't know what I was worried about <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so, all good. okay all right take care guys bye bye 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more about me, what I do, check out my website, nextlevelcoachinggroup.com, where you can also download my free Release Your Mindset Books guide. You can also follow me on Instagram at Next Level Coaching Group or on Facebook at Next Level Lounge. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a rating and review. Thanks. See you on the next one.